ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into another edition of the. I'm Apple not Stack feeling Apple. great, so I'm not going to rust today. So just go ahead and do the beginning. Yeah, I will do that. Although, when you eventually say something stupid, you can't blame it on not feeling well because you normally say something stupid. So, like what? What did I say stupid last week? That Buxton was going to get hurt, and what about a near twelve well, hours I mean, later? You said that like two months ago. We all knew you were going to be right, but uh, I doubled down last Thursday, and he got hurt on Friday. Yeah, I, I blame Sam actually for that. To be fair, but really? I, bl- I, blame- I said usually I said usually he gets hurt once we get good, and then we never got good. So he's like, all right, we're not going to be good. I might as well just get hurt. I said he was about to get hurt. Yeah, I, I think we all did. Not going out on a limb. Is there ever been a softer player in the history of sports? I say not. I don't know if soft the definition oh I'd use. But fragile, I'd say. Fragile. I think that's oh, a good He's got a Because bru- the guy, like, will literally run into a wall and still catch the ball. But he'll yeah, break well, in half. His bones are made of glass and his skin's He'll bruise his knee and run off like he just lost his leg. I mean, I'm not going to – I don't want to give you guys that much credit, but both of you have been hurt several times. Yeah, he, in his defense, you, on this one, he got up and ran off his, on his own. Why didn't he? Why didn't he at least think about the fact that maybe he could stay in the game? He he bruised his knee. It's game seven of a hundred sixty-two game season. I don't. Yeah, I know. I mean, and he's used to missing seventy of them. So why not? Yeah, I don't know particular. I don't. I don't blame him for that. Although I, in I'm general, so he is incredibly fragile. We'll get to them. We're not even. You'd say you're not getting interrupted. I'm not interrupted. You interrupt the opening. It's just. I did. Yeah, I mean, it, sometimes you just need a little patience. Okay, well, then I won't talk about Sano and... Not with Ke- respect to the teams. I'm not Kepler asking for... Kepler being I just 200 with, hitters. No, I'm not even talking. I just said. It, sometimes... All right. Or is, your, is earwax a symptom of whatever you're going through right now? Because you're not listening to me. What I'm going... I just want to explain to you what I had on yesterday at the baseball game, which is oh. the same thing I had on Saturday. Uh, three, yeah. long, three long sleeve shirts a hoodie, and a full winter jacket, along with long underwear, sadly baseball pants, wool socks, and boots. That's what I've been in in the last two days, and now I can't breathe. So I I don't think earwax is a problem. Let me check. No, I'm good. I just I just wanted you to listen. And, and I did, just so for the record, uh... Out of courtesy to people, I took a COVID test, and I have uh, no COVID, so okay. I'm just really sick. I kind of wish I had COVID. Congratulations on that, I guess. I, I, I'm just asking for you to, to listen, that's all. I Okay, that might, might be the earwax, but go ahead. I was saying, I'm just asking you to be patient with respect to my opening. I'm not asking you to be oh. patient with respect to our teams. I think you've God. been patient. You're like 70, 80 years old. I don't know. You've seen some stuff. Like, you've been relatively patient, I think. I, Sam's not, the one that's not patient. I've given up, so I'm not even Sam's patient. Sam's like 12 years old and complaining. I mean, our hockey team has maybe the greatest <clears throat> season in the history, and they're going to lose to St. Louis, a team they can't beat. I can't figure out how we got to this spot. We were so good this year. Where did we go wrong? And now we have to play St. Louis, who we can't beat? Well, they've been playing. Can we can we start? Can I? I thought we did. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, You're done with. Geez. We have so much to talk about. I was just going the by play, your the playing game. Cannot wait. I actually we're gonna do some on air on the fly show planning. All the right. playing game occurred prior to our last show. Correct. We broke down the playing game last week, so we can just jump I into the so. playoffs. Okay. Cool. Thought so. Anyways, with that, thank you everybody for tuning in. We're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon slash evening, depending on where the one of the three of us is. Uh, we're a bit late, and that's my fault because I can't tell time. Um, but it doesn't matter because you're going to get this whenever you want. And how you're going to get this show whenever you want is you're going to go to anchor.fm slash apples-2-apples. From there, you have links to all your favorite streaming services. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. There's links there, or just search us on those if you're on your phone. Anchor has an app, too. Or you can go there on your iPad, your computer, whatever you do to listen, or just download those apps, go follow, like, you subscribe, you favorite, you do whatever you do on each of those. That way, every week when we publish our show, it is there, ready to listen, ready for you, no questions asked. You can also check out the Pod MN app for our Minnesota-based listeners if you want to continue to revel in the misery that is Minnesota sports or just the general news and happenings of 
the greater Twin Cities area. The Pod MN app is right for you. That's just a phone app. Don't try and go there online. Can't do it. Last but certainly not least, we come to you live every Saturday morning as a proud member of the WFNU 94.1 FM Frogtown Community Radio family. Like I said, Saturday mornings, 7 a.m. Central Time, we will kick off your Saturday Sports Spectacular. And we are just the appetizer, the appetizer, as Sam likes to call it. But you, I'll get to that in a second. You can also catch us streaming on WFNU.org. And you can also catch us live or after the fact in podcast form on their brand new WFNU app. Go find that in your app store. You'll see the little frog record logo. I think it's very nice. Once you're there, look for our logo. It's less nice. It's two stick figures. I got to get a third one in there for Sam eventually. I'll get I'll get to it. Um, but we don't really mean much to them. Um, they're just nice and let us do this once a week. Uh, what you really want to check out WFNU for is Connor of Connor's Corner. Uh, Dad, has the baseball season interfered? Has it enhanced Connor's Corner thus far? <clears throat> Not interfered. Uh, we did a show, uh, the show you're going to listen to after this. A uh, lot of a lot on autism. It was a very interesting show. Uh, and we had a special announcement from the last show. Uh, Connor has his own billboard now in in Highland Park, Minnesota. Does he really? Oh yeah. Yep, he sure does. So I have two, uh, I have two questions. One. Thank God I'm not on it. It's uh, right across the street from Arby's on uh, Snelling. Okay, I'm familiar. And you said you're not on it because I would answer my second question. Yeah, thank God I'm not because... Is, no is it just him? Yeah, and his, and his website and everything. It's pretty cool. Did you ever think... Sorry, I have a third question. I lied. Did you ever think you would be co-hosting second fiddle and there's no doubt i know you would admit that as well oh, co-hosting yeah. as uh second fiddle to someone who has their own billboard on the radio no because i think you assumed when we I, started all you and i would have a billboard but i think you thought you'd get i um, main event well billing. i don't know if this counts but i did imagine once sam being on the back of a milk carton because he was lost is that the same thing no not even kind of. Okay, then no. So that's Connor's Corner. Uh, it yeah. sounds like it's an exciting show. Are you going to have him out at the uh, the field this season if the season ever happens? Uh, he he uh, did give him very motivational speech last year after a game. So yeah. I, I can't see why he won again. Well, last year went pretty well. Yeah. I mean, that we've was actually... not sarcastic. That was honest. No, it did go pretty well. We got uh, And we've gotten three games in and canceled about 60, so... Yeah. I, I, more importantly, how did I can't believe we got him? Can I finish? We're so close. Oh, I thought we were done. Usually that's no. the end of it. Well, I realized it's normally the end of it, but I forgot. I mentioned we're on at 7 a.m., therefore Connor's on at 8 a.m., but what I failed to mention is at the end of your night, we're also on at 1 a.m. Oh, Sunday yeah. morning, Saturday, heading into Sunday. It's that weird part of the day. You're not really sure what time it is. Uh, it's a little late for you. I think that's like after you've fallen asleep, but before you've woken up in the middle of the night? Normally. I'm usually up. No, actually, I usually am up by then. Okay. Well, yeah, that's at 1 a.m. Central. Uh, a little I bit more palatable for Sam, 11 p.m. out on the West Coast. I, I think Sam's here. He's quiet. He's busy. He's graduated. He's I relaxed. just, I can't believe we got him. I, I was trying to talk to Sam. I mean, I, I, uh, I, did, uh, I'm I did have something to go off of right now, but... Sam, can you believe we got Dad's it? Dad's sick voice is putting me to sleep, so I'd... Sorry. But no, the, are you talking about the guy from Moorhead State? Yeah, I mean, how in the heck did we get the greatest point guard in the history of Moorhead State, Talon Cooper? He's I one mean, of we us. Have, we have at least a top 1,000 recruiting class now. I mean, this, wanna... this is something you got to give Ben Johnson a lot of credit because he has gotten more Minnesota guys in one year than Patino Wait. did in 10 years. He's from Minnesota? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Garcia. We have, I think we have four guys from Minnesota on the team, like all transfers and I guess now incoming freshmen. And Patino yeah. couldn't get one in ten years. Yeah, it, I had no idea this guy. Full disclosure, I never heard of him. But okay. It does. Uh, it does. Well, a couple things. I have a couple thoughts. One, the Dawson Garcia thing is, you know, the reasons why he transferred may have led him to Minnesota, but it's a relatively big 
transfer. There's no well, doubt about that. He, he just happened to be sitting here doing nothing anyways. But he might well, as well play basketball. The rumor is he had a family issue um, that cool. made him leave North Carolina in the first place. But yeah. Um, and and uh, and Marquette. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. No. I think the Marquette one was he just hated Marquette. And he went yeah. To no. Carolina. I know. He didn't know but, about Marquette week or day or whatever. Marquette day. No. In his defense, he was the last class with Woj, which I don't blame him for wanting to leave. Uh, but no, that's a pretty big get. All jokes aside, but jokes not aside. To Sam's point, it feels like a bit of an overcorrection. Like it was like recruit Minnesota, keep kids at home. You don't need to only have kids from Minnesota. Like he does know that, right? Like it's not a requirement to have the field a whole team from the state. I mean, it's not the worst idea ever. It's still probably going to be hypothetically better. Well, than like but it feels like a little bit much. Sam's more of a basketball expert, so he she should probably talk about this. But it'd be nice to have the really good players in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had like the generational players. There's no real generational players like there has been when Patino was around. So we'll see if when we get one of the like the Tyus Trey Joneses, the the Chats, we'll see if when we get one of those again, yeah. if he'll come to Minnesota. That's that's the big if. But yeah. we yeah. did get a recruit from California, so that one of our that we got him a few days ago. So we are getting a couple of outside of outside of Minnesota at least. I think the good news is they can't be worse. So. Well, I think that's absolutely clear. They cannot be worse. Yeah, right. It's and they have more than they have more than three people on the team, like the women. So I mean, they're yeah. they're way ahead of the game. Yeah, I think no, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Ben Johnson came into the program with, I think, one person stayed, and he was a sixth-year guy who got hurt again. So yeah, right. listen, I I don't I don't envy his job. Well, for a lot of reasons, but I don't envy him having to come in, like come in to a literally rosterless team and try and build it from scratch. Now, I don't think he did a very good job. Listen, that, I, but. I think they will be entertaining for the first 10 games, and then you don't even need to watch them anymore. So, Yeah. I mean, that's what happened last year. Right. Uh, it's fine with me. The problem was the team I would then normally turn my attention to was even. even yeah, but you just got a star recruit, and you guys are going to be fine. And an assistant coach. Well, the, you it, got the recruit because of the assistant coach. Yeah. But, um, and that I mean, though, although to be fair, that recruit we were in his final few before he ended up going to LSU with the S being a dollar sign there. He must have got his academics up at LSU to get into Georgetown. No, we wanted him. We were in like his final three. He would have come here. He they would have let him in, but Ellis, I'm sure LSU and Will, Mr. Wade paid him and paid him handsomely, as they say. Yes. Um, but now that everybody can pay anybody, then I think he was like, all right. And then he must like that assistant coach. But anyways, yeah, they, they that's a team that literally can't be worse. So No, that's true. Positives. And they've had All a right. little bit, I think, addition by subtraction. But they need to get into Big East basketball in, in April. Well, um, well, yeah, we'll have time to rig on Ben Johnson and the rest of the squad later. Um, where should we start? I mean, I, th- I think we should just quickly run through the wild because I, I think we're at a weird part of the season where yeah, it doesn't matter. We know what's going to happen. It's a matter of are we at home or are we not? How did uh, this happen to us? Well, and that's just what I was actually. I just feel say, like so. we've had such a good year and it's all for nothing now. I mean, the only thing I'll say is the only reason you're like, oh, how did we get here? Is like because St. Louis has been almost as good. In the yeah. in each team's last ten games, we're seven one and two. They're nine zero oh, and one. Um, they've been incredibly good as well. I mean, well, I mean, we were, how do we get to place? I mean, I don't even. Well, care. The, I was I was going to ask you guys: Do you like the NBA playoff format where it's all conference, or the NHL yeah, where I, you at divisions matter? I do. I, I like the NBA format, and I get yeah, I why the want... NHL does it because there's because of travel and whatever. But at, at the you end of the day, have the it's... two hottest teams playing in the first round of the playoffs. It's just it, it just forces matchups that aren't necessary. To Dad's point of two very good teams and two teams that have already played each other what four or five. Yeah, I many think it's dumb. I, yeah. I don't really get it. Now, if it happens, it happens. Us in Memphis in the NBA, like that just naturally happened. But like. But I don't feel like Memphis was really a. You only no, played them a couple Memphis, times. Memphis, we only played them four times during the season. Right. The Blues were probably played over ten times, and I, the Atlanta played over ten, and so have the Blues. And we're gonna 
the, we're going to play the the winner of our game will be eventually be playing the Avalanche anyway. So and to, yeah. to that exact point, it's exactly why would the was, three best teams play each other? It's stupid. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's one thing to put us against the Blues, but the fact that then we have to go play Colorado, like what's you, you don't benefit, you know? No. Like we're the third. Us and the Blues will be the third best team in the whole conference, whichever one of us ends up in that spot. Right. Only a point, maybe even possibly ahead of Calgary. I mean, right now we're each a point behind Calgary, but we have a game in hand on Calgary. So hypothetically, we could end up as the second best team in the conference. And if, if we get out of the first round against the third or fourth best team in the conference, we have to play the best team in the conference. And that's, that's what I, it's the second round that bothers me more than the first round. Yeah. In the, <clears throat> in the NHL structure. Yeah, I don't get it. But the, the only the only thing that I, I would say about St. Louis is the last two games we've played against them, we've lost, but we've taken them into overtime, and the three-on-three overtime does not exist in the playoffs. We have been the better five-on-five team. It's a matter of not having a three-on-three overtime and a matter of not getting in the penalty box. And there's normally a bit of a looser, a looser whistle in the playoffs, which I think will play to our advantage. I, I, I'm not... Listen, I'm, I'm not, like, saying we're going to beat St. Louis, but I don't think you can look at no, the last 12 games and say and write it totally off, the last two games being an indication that it'll yeah. be a close series, and at 5-on-5, five five, we've been the better team. It's just a matter of we have to stay 5-on-5. Five five. We, did. And we've we lost. just don't ever beat them. No, but I, I, the last two games being in a 3-on-3 three three overtime, I'm, I'm, I'm less worried. And, the one, I mean, the Winter Classic was weird. We'd played once in two weeks. Like, I... I'm not like saying, oh, we're for sure going to win, but I'm not as concerned as I probably should be looking at the the records. I, I do have one, <clears throat> one um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, strategic question for for you guys. Um, what do you do about the goalies? No, I mean, um, I mean, look, at, Fleury has not been playing well at all. I mean, I hate to say it, but I start to have a game one. But. Well, I have. Let's go ahead, Dad. Sorry. Well, I, yeah, I guess we'll have to see what the last games bring. I mean, Talbot was pretty good yesterday. So here's here's what I'll tell you, though. This was before yesterday. Uh, let me find this. Um, this was before yesterday. Oh, where'd this stick? <clears throat> but basically, the only statistic before the shutout yesterday against literally the worst team in hockey, so I don't really want to include that, um, that... Talbot was actually better, even though it feels like he's been better, was goals against. But save percentage, goals saved uh, against expected, that kind of an advanced statistic. There's a hard save percentage kind of advanced statistic. Flurry's been better. But to Sam's point, it sort of almost feels like, for whatever reason, maybe because you're just expecting worse, it feels like Talbot's been better. Now, Talbot's two losses over the past, whatever, 10 games, he's, I think he's 6-0-3 in his last nine games he's played. Two out of those three losses are against St. Louis. Maybe that's something you take. I, I just, I'm not sure the goaltending is going to matter at this point. No, but I, it, I, it's the one, I think, real thing you can look at with this team and heading into the playoffs be curious about. I What I'm interested to see, and I want to see what you guys think we should do, they keep alternating, which they're both on the older side, makes sense to keep them fresh. But at some point, do you let them play a couple games in a row to try and get one of them geared up and ready for the playoffs, or do you keep alternating them to keep them fresh? Yeah, no, I mean, I think you got to keep because right now we into the playoffs, we got to see which one is playing better. So you could like two go for if you want to let two go, one go two in a row, and the other go two in a row. That's really doing the same thing as alternating. So I mean, there's really no point in going. Two in a row, then two in a row, or one v one v one. It's not really that big of a difference. But I mean, I, I don't, I don't think we can ride one out for the rest of the rest of the season. No, I don't either. Unless they really plan on using only Flurry in the playoffs, and they want to kind of rest him, then they could start let him sit out the last few games because he might have to play four in the playoffs. I think they'll. But, I think I think they'll start Flurry because I think that's why they got him. But <clears throat> I I think goaltending is going to be the least of our problems. I just don't think we can beat St. Louis. Yeah, well, the goaltending in the games against to Sam's point, and all you know, in defense of that, uh, Talbot has been very good, but he hasn't exactly been good in the last two games he's played against St. Louis. It's a combined um, ten goals he's allowed, which, you know, 
you don't you want to look at those as the outliers perhaps but um it's not exactly a uh what's the word i'm looking for like a uh a ringing endorsement that's what i was looking for so i don't know the wild are an interesting spot we'll see what happens with them feels like that season should be over but we still have two weeks left um do you want to pivot to the nba playoffs should we end with the misery yep. that the mlb uh so nba playoffs i just want to let be known so i'm not a phony to this day i have still not watched one second of the timberwolves this season nor will i have you watched any of the other nba playoff games no oh wait time out time out that's a fair question no 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 no. i i almost lied (laughs) i the other day uh sunday Easter Sunday. Happy Easter, by the way. Uh, I checked my phone and I saw that Boston was win- beating Brooklyn with like two minutes left, I want to say. I flipped it on real quick. And then next thing I know, Boston's up three with like five sec- six seconds, le- whatever it was, ten seconds left. And I'm like, I'm not Boston. Brooklyn's up three with six seconds left. And I'm like, oh, God. So I turn around. I, I literally <laughs> left left the room. I came back in, and they were celebrating. I'm like, "What? how did they get five points? What <laughs> happened? That is the only thing I've seen in the entire NBA season this year. And I almost jumped. I, I, I was celebrating because that's how much I hate Brooklyn. Well, so is this more of you hate the NBA, I hate or, the you NBA. Hate, or you hate the Timberwolves? I, already, I hate the NBA. I know the Timberwolves are moving. I know that until and Ant's probably getting close, but until we get a superstar like Booker or, or that even John Morant, we don't have the one superstar that can take a game over. Towns very good. Clearly in the playoffs, he's proven he can't take it over. Ant's getting close to that. D'Lo, uh, I didn't realize how bad he was in the playoffs. And I know the Timberwolves are leaving, so I don't I don't pay any attention to him anymore. But um, selfishly. So- Tonight, if I find out that Boston's winning again, I will flip it back on just to watch the end. By the so way, I, Kevin, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, do you want to help me why no one's explained how bad their defense was in that last play? Those two guys in particular. Durant didn't even move. He he stood. He watched. And then Irving just sort of put his hand out and let the guy spin around him. Yep. Well, it's not even like Durant played good on offense either. He was no, horrible he was, on offense too. Yeah, exactly. But, oh, and no, I'm, I don't want to lie. The same thing. If I check the phone, my phone, and and the Sixers are about to lose, I'll flip that game on too. <laughs> Otherwise, you guys take over. So I actually want to stay before we get to the whole, <clears throat> which we obviously have to. We're contractually obligated. Sorry, I, I want to stay on that. Responded. Yeah, I, I I want to stay on that Brooklyn Boston oh. series for just a moment. Where does it register on your intrigue level? positive negative whatever if i shouldn't even say if when ben simmons eventually plays i don't i don't, uh, I don't want to I don't, know your rooting interest and how they change i want to know like are you more like like is your threshold to turn that game on lower or higher if ben simmons i don't is on think the he's playing they said perhaps game three most likely game four how does a guy get hurt sitting out an entire season not particularly my question, but I'm not oh. sure I have an answer well, for that either. That's the same thing. Okay. It's like it's like Zion Williams doing 360 dunks, but he can't play an NBA game. That makes Zion no sense. Like but I didn't really understand that. But either. uh, but um, I would watch. It may, it intrigues me to watch like that game, the first game he's back. But after that, I don't really care at all. But yeah, I, would, I think that. But that's the Boston Brooklyn series. I think is the best series in the playoffs right now. Maybe besides the Timberwolves Grizzlies, um, just because we stole the first game one, but. I think Boston Brooklyn's probably the best series. Boston's the hottest team going to the playoffs, and Brooklyn has two All Stars on their team can do whatever they want. Probably sh- should be a way higher seed. And then if Simmons comes in, the fact that and that's a really good series. But I would say my interest has already peaked. And then if Simmons comes back, it doesn't really matter that much, except for the first game he's back. Dad, thoughts since that's the only series you're paying attention to? Well, if you call the last minute a series, uh, I apparently more than anything else. Yeah, no, I do. You're right. Uh, I don't. I mean, I think. I think it'll benefit uh, the other seven players on the team. 
I mean, Kyrie Irving decided he wasn't going to pass at all in the in the fourth quarter, and he was on fire. I don't think Ben Simmons helps Kyrie Irving and uh, and what's his name. Here's how I think. Yes, here's how I think he helps. One, he is clearly by far and away the only one in that team willing to play defense. So he will help there because those two guys do not play defense. They're not interested and they don't. But he might get some of the other players involved. But I, I don't think I think it, he'll hurt Kyrie Irving. He he won't have the ball as much. I don't well, see. Him, I don't like see him. Simmons helping. doesn't need the ball. Like he's not really a scorer. So like but you he mentioned, he's, he can help protect the rim. He can help play defense. If he's on defense, that last possession against Boston, I don't. He probably doesn't allow it to happen. I agree. He actually tries. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think he'll shoot that much. I don't think that'll be his role, especially getting back in the swing of things. He hasn't played in a year. I I don't see it working. I don't know. I don't but it know. sounds like you're you're both, and I I agree with you. You're both at least curious to see how it all works, or if it works is maybe the better way to put it. Oh, I hope. I hope it blows up in their face. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. Because I watched the last five minutes, if that's the case. That was kind of what I was getting after. So, okay, your answer to my question is you are more interested if he's on the court. I think, well, I think... part of me... Go ahead. I was going to say, part of me, too, wants Brooklyn to win it all because I hate James Harden. That proves he's actually a loser. <laughs> no, I agree with that. It's a little vindictive, but I think I we think can... I have okay two with. things to say about Brooklyn slash New York. The first is... They're not necessarily related, by the way. Uh, the first is I I truly believe the city, the two teams. What are you talking about right now? Here's my Why my first. I have two state because one is one's in, one's about Brooklyn, one's about New York. The first about Brooklyn is I believe this is Kyrie Irving's last season playing basketball. I think he'll retire. He's got a screw loose. He's not interested in playing. He now he, oh my god, a fan says something to him and he acts like he. Like they shot him. I mean, come on, dude. You're a loser. And that's just the facts. And two, explain to me how I have to wear a mask in your airport, but when I get on the plane, I can take it off. I don't know if you do anymore. Oh, yeah, you do. Yep. JFK, LaGuardia, you have to wear a mask, but as soon as you get on the plane, you can take it off. Newark's like a don't, you just go for it. How oh, weird true. is that? Is that weird? No, because that's how it was in, when I landed in London. I mean, that's exactly well, what I did. I literally went through passport security. I took my mask off because they needed to see your face, and then I just kept it off. Someone I live with was on an airplane the second that the the thing came out, the judge's ruling, and people started freaking out and taking their mask off, and the people on Delta started freaking out saying, this isn't happening yet, and they had to bring people on. It was a whole thing, and then by the time that person landed... An hour later, they had taken the mask off. It, uh, but it looks like they're going to go back on now. So it does feel like it did feel like people just like taking them off as soon as the ruling. It was like, well, it's still up to the company who immediately the second they got the chance was like, yep, take them off. But like, right. it felt a little a, a tad premature by those. People. No but more mass Ubers either. I know. Yeah, that is true though. Well, I know, and I, I loved wearing masks in Uber. Yeah, you prefer it. I mean, no one's stopping you from continuing to I do think it. That is sort of the point that people don't realize. But yeah, New York, check it out. New York, JFK, LaGuardia, yeah, no. you have to wear a mask in the airport. By which... the time I have to fly again, I'm. I, I, let me put it this way. I was in the New York airport when you were supposed to wear a mask for sure, not that long ago. Uh, I grabbed food and I walked to my gate and I didn't even realize until I was at my gate I wasn't wearing my mask. So I don't, I they think, don't care. Less, yeah. The last time I was at the airport, less and less people were wearing them, too. You're right. They're just All like, right. any excuse to not wear it, they're like, whatever, fine. Don't there's really my care. there's my Brooklyn uh, slash New York. All right, go to the Timberwolves. Well, I mean, I, let's quickly run around. And I, go ahead. I'm going to use this question to make a point, actually. But let's quickly run through any of the other series. Are there any other ones you guys want to quickly talk about? Um. Uh... Not, not really. I mean, Trey Young, Jimmy Butler getting into it. That's interesting because Trey Young can't make a basket, so I don't know what he's got to talk about. That's not like Jimmy Butler. No, yeah, that's, that's that's exactly the point I was hoping to make. Besides Brooklyn, Boston, and besides Memphis, Minnesota, who I think like. Well, I guess Phoenix now is in trouble. It'll so be fine. 
I have thoughts about them. I'll get to them in a second. But besides, and besides Brooklyn, Boston, and besides Memphis, Minnesota, who I think basketball diehards appreciate because of what the two teams mean. But like basketball diehards and fans of those two teams really like, and we're kind of in that echo chamber, obviously. But I think the average fan is like whatever. I, there's not a single series I legitimately care about or find interesting. Philly is going to blow out Toronto. Yeah, they are. Chicago and Milwaukee is like, it, it feels like a nice, like a gentleman's sweep, as they call it. Chicago was a nice story earlier in the year and then kind of collapsed. You want to know one series I don't think I'm going to watch a single minute of? Dallas, Utah. I have negative interest in those two teams playing basketball. Yeah. I think even... could just be they could just pick a team to win and I'd be fine. Well, then, especially with Al Dallas the Luca, like what's the what's there to watch? Exactly. I, I there's not a single other series that is legitimately entertaining to me. And the Phoenix New Orleans thing, yeah, it's cool New Orleans won, but like if you're really gonna try and say you're the best team in basketball, Phoenix, as important as Devin Booker is, you should be able to beat a team that was ten games under five hundred. Three more times. Well, if can, uh, speaking of that, if you were Memphis, why would you play John Moran? At the end of the game, I have no clue why they put him back. Their in. record I, is what thirty and not one without him. I mean, they got some insane. They, they have a better record without him than with him. Way yeah. a, a way better record. It's really yeah, weird. I don't know about way. Well, I mean, I, their record's pretty good either way. But yeah, I've got some beef with him after they lost one game and he thinks he's Michael Jordan now like what the what's the, like his problem there he's no business to talk and pose stuff on Instagram they're the two seed playing a seven seed they should in theory sweep us or maybe maybe we win one and the fact that we won one game and now he's like talking all this stuff and it's like <coughs> people are right. picking them to win is <laughs> I don't know what his problem yeah. is but right no, I actually agree. Everyone made fun of the Wolves for, like, celebrating when they win. It's like, how about, like, the Memphis when they lost? You would have thought, like, the whole world was against them. It's like, and no, then, dude, like, just chill out. And then after the after they won two days ago, he was, in, when he's walking in the locker room, he's, like, saying, oh, everyone just switch sides, stay, in, stay on that side. It's like, no one switched sides. They were seven-point favorites. I don't know what he's talking about. Right. Like, yeah, like seven-point favorites in a playoff game. Coming off of a thirteen point loss. Yeah. That and they means only the and they only Vegas expected a twenty point swing. It's not like anyone's counting them out. And they only tied it up. It's not like I mean he needs to he right. should, I mean I, he's right, they're gonna kill us, but they should he should chill out a little. It wasn't like he took they took the they went up three one. Is is I I forget. Do you guys remember is our NBA series two two one 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 or are they two three two? Like I'm pretty home? sure it's I'm pretty sure it's two two. Yeah. Um that's what I thought. I, I, I mean, you know, it's like we're going to split in Minnesota as well. And this, we're going to go through this all over again. Now, it did kind of bug me only because no one said anything about him doing that when everyone talked about Minnesota celebrating after the play-in and everything. That's the only reason it bugged me. I do like, though, how the, these two teams each have a star or about-to-be star. To your point, Dad, I think Ant is not – he's he's there, but he's not quite – he's there from a star like people knowing him and him meaning something to the league, but he's not quite there from a quality and a consistency perspective. But he, I do appreciate that both of these teams do have stars who just don't care what happened. Ant was like, yeah, I take bad shots yesterday. They they went in in game one. They didn't today is what it is. They got to beat us at home. And Jaws like posting, like he's Michael Jordan after losing one game. He's like, yeah, we, we, we like whatever. Like there's something kind of refreshing about that. Versus, like, you know, the – and they were amazing for for the league, but the LeBron, Chris Pauls of the world, like, the same, like, you know, proper answers kind of got boring. Like, these guys don't give a give – a, you, know, you know what about anything. They'll say whatever they want. They'll do whatever they want. It's a 20-point game, and they put Ja back in just because, and he's, like, trying to throw alley-oops. It's like – Right. I kind of like that. I don't know. I, I actually appreciate that, although, to your point, Sam, it bugged me because – Everyone talked crap about the Wolves celebrating and no one talked anything bad about the Grizzlies acting like the world hated them because they lost one game. But whatever. Can I, yeah, can no, I, I agree. One more non-basketball, non-strategic basketball comment and we can talk about quality quickly? Yeah. Uh, I don't need to ever see Cat and Jaws' dad on my TV ever Oh, again. my God. I thought what that a... was cool. 
those two, Jesus. I mean, I, it was. I, why why don't they just go to the WWE and go to WrestleMania? That that's exactly what it was. I don't know about you guys, but that completely sideline staged. Everyone, everyone thought it was funny and cool. It was awful. It was watch. staged. It was so. I mean, of course, staged. it was staged. No, also I know. Like friends, but like so it, it, it was a close game at that point, and they're like not showing the game, and they're letting these two dads just mouth off to each other, and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever watched ever. Ever. And do. I get maybe if you don't care about the series, it, it was maybe slightly entertaining, but like, I don't need Cat's dad telling Jaws' dad that Jaws never won anything when Cat has had now only two seasons in the league where he's been above 500 and every big game he's been in except for one, he's been terrible. <coughs> that was at TNT. That was NBA TV. That's oh, another NBA thing. TV. We were, That's we were the one, one series, one game that wasn't on national television. The, I don't even know. I don't know who they had like, like talking to them. But the guy talking to them looked like it was like an uncle, like brokering oh, a family. They, what they well, the best do part is... was, like, Ant is like, oh, I'm excited for uh, like the national television, like national people like to see me or people see me on national stage because Tim was laying one game on national television throughout the year, and then we're just put right back on NBA TV. What they should do is just if NBA TV has a second channel on the NBA TV two channel. They should do have the two dads just do play by play and then let them do that. Like the Manning cast. Like the Manning cast. Yes. I thought it was terrible, but yeah, anyways. I didn't. I, that was, no, I to saw, be honest, I stopped I watching yesterday's game the second Jordan McLaughlin stepped on the court. I I couldn't stand I almost, it. I, I ran away. Funny. When he went on the court, I actually almost texted you. I thought about it. But I, I, gen- I genuinely didn't watch the rest of the game. I after thought that. it was weird that you guys weren't texting because usually I'm in between your texts. And I was pretty much dozing off. I, I had six blankets on me, freezing. But, well, it got, I mean. I thought it was weird that was there was so, not one text last night. The first quarter was so out of whack with the refereeing, and it wasn't even worth it. And then by the time I had something to say, it was like the lead was kind of getting stretched, and I was distracted because I was doing something else at the same time as well, watching the game. And, speaking of referees, I'm no fan of Chris Paul, but if you're 0-14 with a certain referee, do you want to explain to me? Something is, there's got to be something to it. I don't. He's not 0-14. I think he's lost his last 14 games. I think he's like 1 for 19 or something crazy. Yeah, no, I, I, saw, no, I saw the 0-14 stat with, <clears throat> with him. but I, I think it's 0-14 in the playoffs with the guy yes. refing his game. I think that's, that is right. I mean, that's alarming. I mean, it's that the same ref awesome. that screwed over, tried to screw over the Timberwolves against no, the Bulls. And by the way, the, but the for whatever it's worth, and this may say it's nothing, although I think Scott Foster with him something is always worth something. The ref, the Grizzlies and Timberwolves had the Timberwolves hadn't lost a game with that guy ref in all season, but now that's over. But yeah, I, the, that crew is ridiculous. I mean, it's got to be more of a coincidence that than uh, that Paul loses every game. Now again, I don't like him so. I don't it, mind him now that he's on Phoenix, but it's been a bit of a ref show this playoff, these playoffs so far. I mean, Memphis and Minnesota specifically has been bad, but in general, and I, I was talking to our Philly correspondent um, for Philly game one, and I, I remembered it specifically from a Timberwolves game, and I said he, he was at the, the Philly game, and I said something to him, and I go, he said something about one of the reviews, and I go that ref loves the microphone like i remember from a timberwolves game this guy always going to the microphone he's like really embellishes it and the guy went to the microphone probably seven more times during the game he goes that guy really does love the microphone i go his the the assistant ref who has he's got a mustache likes it even more there's like videos of the guy on twitter like announcing like he's like calling some guy down to the ring in wwe it's ridiculous oh yeah go ahead i was gonna say uh, I was watching the game with someone, and he goes, man, I love the NBA playoffs. I was like, what have you been watching that makes you love the NBA playoffs? Because the refs have been worse than in, in the regular season. The basketball has been worse. There hasn't really been that many close games. Like, NHL playoffs is like the one sport where it's completely different. Right. The first round of the NBA playoffs, I am always underwhelmed by. The first round is just never what you want it to be, and then it, it heats up very quickly because we talk about it every year when the NBA season tips off. There's only five, if you're lucky, in a given year, five teams who really have a shot at it. And the first round is just, you know, Philly beats up on Toronto, and Golden State's going to beat up on Denver, who Denver was good all year, but it doesn't matter. 
Miami's going to crush Atlanta for four games. Like, good for New Orleans to win one. Wasn't but, Atlanta like 17 games under 500 or something crazy like Atlanta, that? Uh, New No, Atlanta no, maybe was it's, over, Maybe it's New Orleans. New Orleans was 10 games under 500, I okay, believe. that's who it was. At yeah. the end of the season. They were 30-whatever and 40-whatever. Um, I, w- I will say I saw on Twitter the, the when Cat shot the three-pointer and they called a foul on him. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that kick out, that was not a, a great call. That's so dumb. They they look for that stuff on him. Like, that's that's the reality. Is like, even if it's not probably, it may be by the book, it's a foul. But they don't call it on anybody else. But they call it on him because they look for that stuff with him. And that's his problem. He has to get yeah. away from that. And it's obviously well, too late in the season to do that. So he's got to do it going into next season. Will we be eliminated by next week's show? Or does this drag on for a while? Um, We play Thursday. Saturday. Saturday. Tuesday. Yeah, so we will be. Okay. So if all three of those games go to Memphis, we would be eliminated yeah. by Tuesday. Yeah, they will. Okay. Um, uh, If after that, we play Friday. So if we can win one, we should get one more Wolves session. Okay. All right. So we don't have to say goodbye to them yet. No, oh, wait. They're not if, leaving. Because I do think we'll win one out of our next three. Just I don't think Memphis Memphis is too young to win three straight Why games. I'd have better luck in Seattle. They might. So I, I do have, before we shift, because um, we've spent a lot of time in the playoffs as we should, um, what you, I know, Dad, you don't watch, but just make something up. What's your one key to the rest of the series as it comes back to Minnesota? And the Wolves try and, you know, make a series out of this, which I think they can. But what's your one key? Cat has to score 30 points a game. He has to dominate. Because Steven Adams should have no business. Well, they don't, they're not going to play him anymore. No, you I didn't know. watch, you don't know this. They played him for three minutes. He fouled him twice, never went in the game again. Right. I, they should have no answer to him. And then you let Ant and Morant uh, cross each other out. I, it, it's got to be Cat, and I don't think he can do it, but that would be my thing. Yeah. Uh, so look, look at the first game, the low hanging fruit, the low hanging apple, if you will, uh, is D Low has to do something. But yeah. I think another thing, too, is. Finch's rotations with the second unit has been absolutely awful. I mean, there's no reason for McLaughlin to be in there, first of all. But if McLaughlin's going to be in, there's no reason he needs to be with, be without Cat and be without D'Lo. And maybe Ant is in there sometimes. He's usually not. With McLaughlin, Tarian Prince, and uh, and like McDaniel's are in there together. There's no there's no scoring second scoring option. So I mean, I think the rotations need to be better for us to to win it. I actually, I I think in game one he pushed the right buttons. In game two, it was it was bad, and I foul trouble plays a, a part in that. But to your exact point, there was one lineup that went that let Memphis go on a it let Memphis balloon the lead to ten. I, it was a nine zero run, eight zero whatever run it was, but lead went from whatever it was to ten, and the lineup was McLaughlin, Beasley, Russell, Torian Prince. And Nas Reed. And I remember looking at those five on the court. I was like, there's not a dude on that floor that plays an ounce of defense. Torian Prince is an okay defender, but not like on the ball isolation. Beasley's actually been better lately, but he's still subpar. And then the dumbest part of the whole thing is the only guy you have on that court that can probably create their own shot is Russell. And he, A, refused to shoot, and B, never had the ball. And Nas Reed is turning it over. He's missing layups. Like that five man rotation got eaten alive by a set, a, a, an equal set of backups to Memphis. Memphis has a very deep roster, but they just, that five to your point, Sam, was just, I was like, what did he, what was he thinking? But the, I, I think the D Lo thing, sort of like you said, goes without saying. He put up 30 a game against them because they took away Ant and they took away Cat. And that left D Lo open and he just has to, he just has to be better. I think my my quick my key is I, I think and I tweeted this the other day, I think Jaden McDaniels is really the key to it all. If he plays defense and he stays out of foul trouble and he hits open shots when he gets them, he brings an element to this team that they've never had. And that I think an element to your point, Dad, you need a star that can get his shot whenever he needs it. And he's <clears> almost there. He's close. D'Lo could be there if he's playing well. But every team also needs a guy like McDaniels where you can get him the ball and trust him to hit a big shot. And this team has really never had that. 
and he can do it while playing exceptional defense. So I think if he can stay out of foul trouble and just make the open shots that he's given and, and they move the ball to him, I, I think he is kind of, I mean, this is not like the fourth key, but so I'm, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel a little bit, but I think he, he holds a lot of importance in this series. So also, I mean, a big, this is a major X we haven't seen it in a long time, but if Russell, uh, Ant and Cat can all play well in a game. No team, I think, except the Warriors, will beat us. I mean, no, I, I, no one can com- combat, combat that firepower if all those are putting up 25-plus a game. And But we have not seen those three play together, play well together in a game in a long time. Yeah, Russell's been rough for a while now. I mean, and that's why we didn't have a, the, the most exceptional end of the season. Now, we had a lot of road games against good teams in the season. But um, you're right. He just hasn't been great. But I mean, if you go back, go ahead. I was say we got him. We got him play well against the Clippers, and then Cats off all the game in the third quarter, and he's playing horrible. So I mean, it's like we can never piece it together. I mean, if you you go back, and this is going a, a ways back. I think back to like November when you know they started the season. People forget they started the season three, four, and like I don't know twelve maybe. They had an awful start to the season. Then they went on a, a decent tear and then lost another five in a row. But in the middle of that, they beat Memphis by 43 points. And in that game, that was a game where, exactly to your point, they all of those guys showed up to play. And I'm trying to find the box score quickly. But that you need a game like that, where everybody is there and everybody has come comes to play. Edwards had 23. Towns had 21. But Edwards had 23 on 8 of 10, Towns had 21 on 8 of 15, and Russell had 28 on 9 of 15. And they were efficient. And then you look at the guys on the bench. Beasley, 4 of 8 from 3. Even Vando had 10 rebounds. Like, Beverly, I I need Beverly to hit some layups. I can't watch that guy keep missing layups, but that's beside the point. He brings a lot more. But to your point, this exact team played Memphis, granted early in the season, but early in the season when we were playing terribly, won by... 40-plus points, because each of those guys were an efficient 20-plus scoring. And it was at home. So I, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think it'll take a lot to win. But if nothing else, it's a growing it's growing pains, if you will, for this team. Before we go to the Twins, because I'm trying to put Ugh. off as long as possible, uh, which series do you think will be done by the next time we record this show? Timberwolves. Well, I think multiple ones. I know. I want to. I just. It's Philly not will bets, be done. But, you know. Timberwolves will be done. Um, uh, Milwaukee will be done. I think they'll all be done except the Brooklyn and Boston one. That would mean every game, every series ends in either four or five games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I mean, that's you're you're that's your right. So I, when you try to put this show off to like Friday afternoon, we know we know why. <laughs> so I'm right. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Semi kidding, probably will be my right. Uh, I was gonna say I think the Nuggets are dead. I that is a horrible matchup for them. And when Jordan Poole is scoring and he playing how he's playing, and he could be easily a leading scorer on half the team. Golden State's winning, and he's their third, and he's their third scorer. It's insane. I mean, I think the Nuggets are dead, and I I think Dallas and Utah will be back and forth until Luka comes back. I forgot they were playing. and then I think the Bulls are probably going to lose in five. So I don't know exactly when that fifth game will be. But yeah, and then the Raptors are dead. So, and the Hawks are dead. So let's let's do what we have to do. Uh, I, I asked mean, you guys I, last, I'm not going to say much. I asked you guys last week, and I want to start the coverage with them with this again. Before we rip them apart, say no one nice thing about the Minnesota Twins. Season's almost over. Oh, I have a nice thing. The season's not almost over. We're only like 5% of the way through. Well, I, mean, I saw be tweet, mathematically I saw a tweet that said the equivalent of how far the Twins are into their season. And it was meant in an optimistic way. I took it in a very painful way. The equivalent of the, how far the Twins are into their season is essentially the completion of week one of the NFL season. Same percentage. Yeah. We got I, a lot I of mean, baseball left. It, it, listen. Say one nice thing, and then I'll let you go. There's, what can you say nice about them? They're horrific. I can, I can say Andrew something. Their starting pitching is decent. Okay. Thank you, Dad. Was that so hard? 
Yeah. I saw a tweet today. Miguel Sano's strikeout rate oh. is the lowest of his career at 26%, and his walk rate at 18% is the highest of his career. And to all those people, the one Dad and I argued with on Twitter, and, and I'll throw in Phil Mackey, and all those guys uh, who say that Miguel Sano, if he could not, just not strike out, that he'd be a 300 hitter and he'd hit a lot oh. of home runs and extra base hits, this proves that they are completely wrong, and we've been right about Miguel Sano the entire time. He's just bad. He can't hit. He can't field. Yeah. We have no reason to have him on the team. And uh, I love the the CJ Crone Miguel Sano argument that's brought up. But hey, the nice thing is his strikeout rate's lowest and his walk is highest. But he has two hits. So two. I have a few follow ups to that. He's One, so the CJ Crone thing doesn't bother me, because honestly, I bet if Miguel Sano played in Colorado, he'd be sick. Because everything he hits is in the air and it would just carry. No, I. It, it's a stupid argument. I just find it hilarious. No, I actually agree with you. Because CJ Crone sucked when he was on the Twins. Sucked. Uh, two, the funny thing about Miguel Sano's strikeout rate, it's it, it still feels incredibly high, even though it's the lowest of his career, one out of four. <laughs> it's lower than the average strikeout rate of the rest of the roster combined. That means Sano, at one out of four times, is still striking out less on a percentage basis than the average Twins hitter. They have a bad team, that's why. Three, Dad, I appreciate that, because the starting pitching has been quite good. And actually, starting, starting. Well, and I and the best part, and I think my favorite part of this whole thing, is every idiot pitcher they went out and signed that we were like, who is that guy? He tore his arm seven other times. They're all good. The guys yeah, that suck fun. are the guys that used to be good. So what's going on here? Why do uh, we need what, this Kyle Tharborough? What's his name? Caleb Thielbar. Why do we have him anymore? Why do we well, have Duffy anymore? I mean, yeah, come Duffy's, on. Give me Duffy's a Duffy's a disaster. Duffy's a Duffy. It's actually sad because Duffy had two, two years ago was so good, and you thought he had, was going to be something for a while, and he's just absolutely no. Nope, keep you no. Keep using him though. Oh my god. Gonna, yeah, the sad thing is that well now Alcala's hurt and whatever, but the the one nice thing I want to say is why isn't Joe Smith the closer? I don't know. He's good, right? I don't even know who he is. It I, I sounds like a made-up so. name. But, um, he used to play basketball for the Timberwolves. We got sus- we got in trouble because yeah, we... Yeah, he's played a lot of sports. He's just a really common name. I mean, he's he's done a lot, honestly. <clears throat> uh, the one thing I want to say that's nice is the other day, Gary... <laughs> well, first off, by the way, I was going to text you guys this as well, but it was during the Timberwolves game, and I got distracted again. Uh, we got another guy thrown out at home, by the way. Yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in that game, wait, I don't we didn't just the, get a guy thrown out at home. Yeah. It was some slow fat. Who did we get thrown out Gary at home? Sanchez. Sanchez, who has no business run. Why he sends him, I don't know. Well, by the um, way, you're forgetting a big part of this, how stupid this is. And there was no outs. They didn't have to send no outs. Yeah, no outs. I wasn't going to deep dive on the issues with the third, the third base well, coach. No, because it just he sucks along with the other coaches. I mean, yeah. they just no, all they, suck. The nice thing I was going to say is, I, I have, because of where I am and friends, like, there's a, a bit of a Yankees feel to my uh, news feed at times on Twitter. And they were a bit confused when there was a tweet that was like, Ursula Knox in Sanchez with a double or whatever. They were like, wait, what's going on? I'm sad, blah, 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 whatever. Because across the way, uh, they're not exactly, you know, lighting the world on fire. They're They're in first, but they're like a game over 500 and... Who knows what they're going to do with Garrett Cole and Donaldson's hitting 180 and Kiner Falefa is only hitting 250. Like, that makes me happy. Ursula is hitting 290, playing a great third base. Gary Sanchez is hitting 240. Listen, it's not lighting the world on fire, but 242 for Gary Sanchez, not that bad. Well, he's better than any other catcher we have. His OPS is like seven mid seven hundreds. That's pretty solid. He's getting on. They don't have a first baseman. They don't have a right fielder. They have no first baseman. You see, you played first base yesterday. Yeah, Ariz. Well, (laughs) I'd rather have him there. It gets him and Urschel in the lineup. That's what I've been begging for. No, I need them both to play. They're they're only two decent hitters right now. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Polanco has played has has even if his average isn't great. He's had clutch hit after clutch I've been hit. saying this for three years. Kepler and Sano are 200 lifetime hitters. Someone finally tweeted that out. I, I have said it on this show 
year after year, day after day, that's all they are. They're never better. They're not. That's exactly as Denny Green once said. What did he once say? They are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. Thank you. That's the, who they the are. Issue, the thing with Kepler is like, and I, I feel this way only Be careful. about Kepler. He's a 200 hitter. I know. I feel this way only about Kepler because he's at least a quality outfielder in right field. So no, there are zero redeeming qualities. Uh, and Kepler doesn't strike out like that much. This year he does because the whole team strikes out all the effing time. The only thing I'll say about Kepler is if you could use Kepler, now he's way overpaid for this, so that's a separate discussion. If you could use Kepler as intended, as a as a corner outfielder that you let hit against only right-handed pitching or as a defensive substitution or whatever it is, he'd be good. The problem is they use him as their like number five everyday corner outfielder. And that's the problem. And the other problem is their other corner outfielder somehow has a mysterious wrist injury again. The other corner outfielder has to play center because Buxton's hurt. The other corner outfielder is a guy that has like, what, 40, 50 career MLB at-bats in Larnack and is okay, but has a ways to go. And then after that, it's Jake Cave. And I swear to God, if I see Jake Cave on my TV, I'm throwing it out the window. Jake Cave is to you as uh, McLaughlin is to me. That's just a little. Can I? uh, I can't um, do it. Jake Cave at one one year was hitting like 300, and I was like, I can't do it. Why is why is Celestino in center not Nick Gordon? I mean, Nick Gordon was one of the top prospects in MLB for five straight years, and we can't even get him to start it for us when our other guys are out. It's this is ridiculous. Nick Gordon. I mean, and this is sad that this is true. Nick Gordon is the fifth best average on the team. Now that average is not very high, but either way. He's one of he's one of five guys to be over two hundred. I have something way more important. Six. I I got the two hundred five if you want to count that. But yeah, well, it's over two hundred. You guys need to help me understand something. Who in the hell are the Wisconsin Flamingos, and why are we playing them? It's it's Madison forward, forward Madison. Excuse me. Flamingos. Uh, They actually used to be our like minor league team, basically. Why are we playing them in some? There's like a U.S. Open. There's like a U.S. Open Cup where there is no league stranger than Major League Soccer. I I, I can't no, figure to be them fair, out. Every soccer league does this. They do it in England too. Well, they do okay. it in England too. Same. same I mean, there's no way this team should beat us, right? Correct. But it, every but year, so one of these teams will be one of the real teams. I don't know if it'll be us, who it'll be, but it happens every year in every cup. Like so this. weird. Yeah, forward Madison. We used to send them players when they weren't good enough to play for us. Oh, yeah. By the way, that's uh, the mass mandate's going back on. The, they're appealing it. We're done. Couldn't leave well enough alone. CDC couldn't, couldn't leave. I, I want to know from the CDC why I can sit next to 20,000 people at a Timberwolf game, but I can't sit on an airplane. Well, it's flu season. Come on. we got to protect against the flu now. Good point. I have... I, side note, but then we can edit it. I have uh, experienced, I think, 500 people I know get COVID, and I've experienced about 50 people get the flu in the past three weeks, and everyone has been 10 times more sick from the flu than the COVID. Oh, yeah. All right, so the mask mandate's going back on. Enjoy. <coughs> so I think that's it for today, isn't it? Yeah, I think that was a pro- one of our more productive shows in quite a while. We got through right. a lot. You're going to have to close it out, I can't. I don't know how to do that. Okay, well then I'll just say stay tuned for the hottest radio show on the planet, Connor's Corner, and we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Living life is fun and we've just begun.